Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And today I'm enunciating things very clearly. That felt very... I did it? Yes. You always speak like that, don't you? Oh, that's nice. Very clipped. I think that's what they call it, isn't it? Oh, right. Yes. Today, excitement abound because, first of all, autumn is in the air. Mm. And I'm not being positive. You're not being positive? It's a fact. It is a fact. Excellent. I'm glad you agreed. The warm weather is gone now. We had a bit of a stupid warm spell. Yeah. That's gone and we're back to how it should be. In literally less than a week. Yeah, it's bizarre. Because like... This time last week we were boiling. Absolutely boiling. And we got, you know, just roasting. And now it's like really cool and normal. And the exciting thing... It's very strange. ...about this is we now can say at least it's good for the garden. That's true. But is it good for the garden? Of course it would be. Sun and rain, got to be. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. See, because the... we, we had a huge storm. I mean, not everybody in the country got this. But on, I think it was Sunday night, just gone. Gosh, I've, I can't remember a storm like it. it. Thunder and lightning, and it went on for like an hour, maybe. And like really torrential rain. Yeah. It was... So it was just amazing. I think I said at the time it reminded me we were on holiday once in the Lake District. Yeah, we were. And that's this right. storm got stuck on Lake Windermere, yeah. which I'm told happens a lot because it's a bit lower down. Yeah, and yeah. Where the fronts get caught. Well, we there. were on the edge of Lake Windermere, oh, weren't we? It was horrendous that storm. It was shocking. And the yeah. worst part was we had some of those. What are those windows called in the roof? Velux. Yeah, we had some oh, of those Velux I windows. Can't stand those. And it was pelting it down. It was pelting down. We couldn't get to sleep. It was so noisy. It was so noisy. <sighs> I'm never having those windows in any house. Remind no, me. I don't like Because they're so noisy. They're really yeah. nice because they let light in. And they'd be fine in like a kitchen. Yeah. But never in a bedroom. Am no. I going to have those? No. no. But why and is it today that we are able to say... It's good for the garden. That's because today we're talking about our very first garden adventure. Mm. Yes, we have, on our postage stamp of a garden, <laughs> carved out a bed, and we have started planting some things. And today we're going to be talking about our gardening journey because it's been amazing. It has. And yeah. so, yes, I'm very excited, even though I don't know where the keys are, for us to get out I've on got our no walk. keys for the door. Oh, this is always... <sighs> well, my keys are always down there. You must have moved them. They're here, they're here. Here, here, I got keys. Let's get out on our walk and get talking about lovely flowers. It is slightly more sunny than I'd hoped. It is sunny now, which is slightly annoying, but, but hey, hey ho. ho. Yes. Oh, thanks. We're not one to complain about the weather. We are. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, so our garden adventure is also exciting. Mm. It's happened since June, was it? Is that when? Well, I think it started earlier than that. We decided, didn't we, earlier this year that we just we just thought let's just try and make the garden a bit more pleasant because well, our garden is small. We live in a modern townhouse. Yeah. So we're attached to a big row of other houses. Yeah. So the gardens are small, you know, they're not very big at all. And yeah. historically, we, you know, we've got a lawn and there was a shed at the end of it and a patio. And we've, we've had plants in, haven't we, over the years, but yeah. it's north facing our garden. We should say that actually it's north facing. 
and we've kind of struggled sometimes with plants to keep them going mainly because probably we weren't putting the right things in the other thing i think that sort of stopped us being out in the garden over recent years is it's just become so noisy where we live and neighbours are very noisy. I, I think that There's lots of when we were younger we were young perhaps, children. I think we were, because it's just always been noisy. It has really. always been noisy, you know. We've lived here, what, 17 years now. And, you know, Bryony doesn't use the garden anymore, hasn't done for years. So it just, not neglected, you know, we kept the grass tidy and it was not really not neglected, but we just didn't do anything with it. It's no, quite there, there, boring. There, was, there wasn't really any plants in it, but no, there wasn't really. We, we have grand plans, but well, hardly grand. We have plans for the future. Not really grand. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have plans for the future where we hopefully will be able to become reasonable gardeners, because we yeah. just both, Kay expressed a sort of desire to really get into it. You're even talking about maybe doing little courses and stuff. I remember you were looking at yeah, horticultural yeah, horticulture. courses. Yeah, I did look at doing just sort of an online horticulture course. But who knows, who knows what the future Or garden be. planning or something. I've always liked to watch garden programmes. I've always, I say always, you know, I, I, historically I've really liked watching Gardeners World. I don't like it so much these days because for a few reasons I just don't. Because Jeff Hamilton's not on it anymore. He's not been on it for years. Yeah, I know. I used to really like Alan Titchmarsh so when he did it. And you see, I think the presenters of Gardener's World are a bit like the Doctor Who's. Who was your Doctor <laughs> Who? Who was oh, your yeah, Gardener's yeah, World yeah. presenter? Yeah, the thing with... I, I don't dislike Monty Don at all. And he's obviously very knowledgeable. But I don't like his garden, I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't like his garden because it's, it seems to me that... It's just like it's sort of a set. It's like a series of rooms. He's got like the jewel garden and the dry garden and the vegetable, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And it's just like a series of rooms. And I've actually Googled his farm where he lives. He lives in what looks like a really old sort of farmhouse type building. And if you look at his garden from up above, it just looks like it's in the middle of farmland, you know, with like trees around it. And then you can see a sort of series of little rooms. And I don't know, just for me, that's not what I want a garden to be. Well, I um, think you've probably summed it up perfectly yeah. in that sentence, because the great thing is about gardens, as so many of you will know, is they can be whatever you want them well, to absolutely. be. absolutely. And, and it's funny that you mentioned... He obviously loves his garden and that's great. You mentioned the set thing. I remember when they did the Gardener's World with Buckley, what's his name? Toby Buckley? I didn't really like him very much. Well, it, it <laughs> only lasted a season, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It I lasted wasn't... a season because it was a set. Yeah. And, and they were upfront about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also as well, they adopted a lot of Top Gear production techniques. Yeah, I didn't like the presenting sort of style of it. And obviously no one else did because they, they changed it very quickly. Interestingly though, my dad, Steve, is a big-time gardener. Yeah, yeah, and your mum is too. Yes, yes, and they cannot stand... What's his name again? Monty Don, yes. they don't like him at all. And they don't like no. him because they say... <laughs> they sort of say, oh, I'm not going to listen to that jeweller. Yeah, because he started life as um, a, a jewellery... He had a jewellery business in the 80s, really yeah. successful, with his wife. 
and then it went under because of the you know the crash that sort of happened around that time and I think he did I think he's always kind of been interested in gardening and I think he did do some training in it yeah and so you know and such but yeah, they are very dismissive, your mum and Steve, of, yeah, it's sort of, of Monty funny. Don. It is quite funny. I, I love, and I can, I can sense it I'm in us. I'm not that dismissive. You know, <laughs> I do like him as a person. The thing is that I can sense it in us as well. I just wonder, as you get older, you perhaps yeah. call a spade a spade. Yes, I yes. think that is true. And Which Steve, is quite humorous. Steve is very much a vegetable gardener, isn't he? Yeah, and your mum's the more mums the, the sort of flowers and... Yeah, I mean, Steve things. is like insane with the with the vegetables. Oh, hugely insane! He's got this big greenhouse where yeah. he grows everything. And yeah, yeah. They're always are far too much. The freezer's always stuffed full of it, isn't it? It's a, such a great thing to do, though, isn't it? Oh yeah. But that brings us on to the whole subject of this show. Yeah. Because. We have plans for the future, and, and you know we thought that what we need to do is we need to dip our toes. Yeah, yeah. Le- learn yeah. what it is to be a gardener. So, as much as initially we were thinking, oh, you know, there's just there's just not there's no point doing anything here mm. because it's so small. We then just thought, as Kay said, we might as well might as well give it a go. Yeah. So, it all started with a new shed. No, it started with me going out and cleaning the the, the patio and the oh, yeah, I suppose. It did start with that, okay. right? So no, no, we had like a we've got like a patio, and then a path leading up to the back fence. I'm afraid we don't agree with jet washes, ladies and gentlemen. I don't agree with jet washers. No, you, I've got you an go aversion. If you right, choose to, absolutely, you do whatever you want to do. But I do, I but do think I, they're the bane of yes, the summer. The absolute bane of the summer. Steve! Steve! Oh no, you can't hear us. Can't hear us. Oh, it's our punishment. Um, Yeah, I I just loathe and detest them. And I do understand they've got their place. Yeah. I absolutely get that. I know where that that place is too. But I I just don't like them. So anyway, I decided I was just going to go out every day for like 20 minutes with a stiff stiff, um, brush, um, a sweeping brush and a bucket with some water and a bit of washing up liquid in and I was just going to scrub a few paving slabs and I did that every day for about, gosh I don't know, maybe three weeks and I got them reasonably clean. You know, they're not spotless, they're not jet wash spotless by any means but they're much cleaner than they were. You see, I call them real world spotless. And you know what, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I stuck my earbuds in, I listened to a book. Yeah. So it didn't matter who was making noise next to me in their no. gardens. And I just went out for 20 minutes and it was, gosh, it was hard work, I'll tell you. But I didn't dislike it. Well, the other thing is, in life, we all need exercise, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And as much as, you know, a good it, walk is it brilliant. It was making me actually, out of breath. Yes. Yeah. And the, these inventions... It's just, it's all to make our lives easier. It is. But at what point does it get to the point where making our life easier becomes unhealthy? Yeah. Because that would have been so good for you. And it used so much water, they used so much water as well. And I was literally using half a bucket of water every day. Compared to, I don't know how much a jet wash would use. A lot. And the water that I was using, I was only putting 
the tiniest bit of washing up liquid in it, you know, yeah. really just the tiniest bit. Yeah. And it's an eco-friendly washing up liquid. So, so I was just scooping it onto the grass afterwards, you know. Clean. Clean patio. Clean patio, which then, can I now then yeah. mention the shed? You can, but oh. before we got the shed, we had to do something else. What do we do? Because we, we had to have some repairs done to the fence. Because that was done at the same time as the shed. Yes, but to do what did we have to do first so that the repairs on the fence could Clean be off. done? Clean up. This is going to be a long show. We, had we to... might need three episodes. So they needed to put some reinforcing posts in on one side of the fence because... We had to dig uh, stuff out. We had to rip off an ivy off the and fence. And also dig out... Was it a honeysuckle? Or what was that thing? No, no. It, uh, there was a jasmine right. that I'd planted about 15 years ago. Yeah at the bottom near the gate yeah. and it had just got too big yeah. it got out of hand we couldn't the garden wasn't big enough no garden wasn't big enough for it no. and it was making it difficult to get in and out of the gate at the bottom yeah and i'd been cutting it back for years and it was it was just you know too big so we had to get rid of that yeah yeah so we the, the ivy is largely gone yeah. A little bit of it is still there. Yeah. I'm still chipping away at it, but it is largely gone now, which is great. Can I talk about the shed now? Now you can talk about the shed. Oh. So, <laughs> after all the things that came before... Oh, bus. That was a noisy we bus. wanted Because we thought, what we need to do is maximise the space. Yeah. And the shed was just too big. The shed was too big. I yeah. mean, it was only small. It was. It was just a small size shed, but for what we needed it for we worked it out the shed that we had was just full of stuff that just wasn't needed no. that we didn't use and so we thought right okay what do we need to get in the shed tools mower pots mm. maybe a, a bit of compost yeah and so didn't need to be measured it out got a really cool local firm yeah to come out yeah they they looked like they wanted to hurt me, but they, they, <laughs> yeah. they did a really, really good they job. They did do a really good job. And it was custom made for the, the, the yeah, size. The so they, they come out and they measure your space. I'm telling you now, they ask right? They ask you what you want. You would live in this shed. Yeah, it's beautifully made. It's like, it's when you compare it to any shed I've ever gone into before, the roof's normally plywood yeah. and the floor's normally like rubbish. Yeah, no, this it's really, thing. really beautifully made. It smells lovely in there. But then the other thing that we did was, because I spend literally half my day yeah. recycling things oh, gosh. we decided that we needed to enhance the experience of being around dirty bins <laughs> so we did that by getting a bin store yeah it's the best thing we've ever so done so the same people made the bin store yeah. for us so um, it's literally like a cupboard like a wooden cupboard yeah that you your wheelie bins go into because we have two wheelie bins. I know it's different and I all love across it. the country. I love it because we have a recycling one and a general rubbish one. It removes the sight of the bins in yeah, the garden. So we we don't look at the bins now because what a lot of people do where we live is they put their bins in front of their garages at the front of their houses because nobody uses their garages for their car. We do. <laughs> My car's in it, but Generally, nobody uses their garages for a garage. And they just put their bins at the front of their houses and I loathe it. I think it looks terrible. Yeah. It smells horrible in the summer. Yeah. It's just offensive. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we don't want to do that. We always had them in the garden. Yeah. But, so, you know, they're not nice to look at. So they're Horrible to look at. It is now and nice so, to look at. And so, got this amazing bin store and it just makes the whole process so much better yeah. because 
you know that you can like put the recycling box on one side whilst you lift the lid up and yeah. put the recycling in and sorting it out and there's just and also as well it's just a pleasure to go and like be around that area because yeah. all the stuff is nice so it's i think nice. if ever you can take something that is such a chore yeah it's a bit like when we got that new kitchen sink mm. you know you spend so much time at your kitchen sink mm. you might as well have a reasonably nice one mm. and it just makes you know then a job like dealing with the bins i'm i'm that's my, you know it's it's still slightly frustrating mm. but it's an important job and now i enjoy it a bit more Once that was in, we didn't want to do we didn't want to do anything with the garden, did we? Until that was in. No, that's right. Because our fear was that people coming in and out, yeah, would like potentially damage any. Yeah, you know, you, and it just makes sense. Whenever you're doing anything in your garden, you get the sort of hard landscapey sort of stuff done yeah. first, yeah. don't you? And although it wasn't hard landscaping, it 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 was like a a task where people yeah, yeah. were going to be marching around the garden. Well, they, they were. <laughs> yeah. So, with that done, it was and we then got the fence repaired as well. Time to set to work on creating the the bed. Yeah. And what was so, what I think, what's been so nice about this bed is the fact that it's oblong and not like a funny shape. Yeah. No. So what we decided to do, our, the, our sort of garden is a rectangle, and the short end is sort of at the end, if you know what I mean. So yeah, we just decided to go straight across the grass at the end and cut a border so that there was a, a really nice, quite wide yeah. flower border, which is in front of where the shed and the bin store is. Yeah. And we thought if we put it there, then it'll grow up a little bit and obviously then disguise a little bit what... Soften it all off. Yeah, soften it all off a bit. Um, so yeah, we cut out the bed, which was quite hard work, wasn't it? But again, we, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Did you enjoy yeah. doing it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was great. We've enjoyed it all, to be honest. Yeah, there hasn't been one stage which hasn't been no. really fun. So, you know, cut out a good-sized bed you know, we, we used some use some string and some pegs yeah, to get it straight to get it nice and straight yeah lifted the turf off bagged yeah. all that up yeah. dug in some topsoil because yeah the new and houses in the uk oh they steal all the topsoil and sell it all off yeah to and garden centers <laughs> so and we went and bought some. subsequently actually when we were planting oh. <laughs> I, I was digging a hole to plant something and i hit something hard i'm like what's that turned out it was like about three massive broken paving slabs that the builders had obviously just chucked in the garden oh, the and really left. funny thing was Kate I just got home from filming that's right you had so it was I'm a all, Sunday I'm all dressed up in like and filming yeah, gear and, and Dan I'm had digging. been out filming and he got back about half past four and I'm in the garden trying to do a bit of planting and I, I said oh we'll have to leave this till tomorrow there's some paving slabs down there well, Dan, in his like still filming gear, his nice shirt and jeans and everything, starts digging these out. Got my gardening gloves on, and, and the problem was there was loads. Of them. There was loads. Every time you got one out, I stuck the fork in again there was and hit something one. else. Oh my goodness! It does so explain we, though why that lawn has always had a rise in the middle. It did. Yeah, it rose up a little bit. Well, we know now why because the cheeky there was all these builders broken paving slabs broken under some paving the slabs. kind of ten inches of soil and that they were thought, there. Oh, we'll just chuck it down there because oh, they'll then dump the soil on it. So Dan dug those out 
going Adler. on him. We set about with the planting. Yeah, so this was really fun. And um, oh, I must just say as well, when we dug in some like compost soil improver, it was peat free. I need to just have a little rant about this because, right, I was out for a walk recently to the post office and I walked by some allotments and outside the allotments on this particular day they were having a big delivery of compost in like big bags yeah. and on one of the pallets was a massive amount of Irish peat. I, honest to goodness, I, I literally stopped yeah. in my tracks yeah. and stared at it yeah. and could not believe it's just terrifying. that people who run an allotment yeah. are still using yeah. pure peat. You're using peat of any description. Honestly, I almost, and it was like three fairly elderly men yeah. that were loading it into their cars to take it up to the allotments. And I almost said something. I can't tell you how close I was to saying something, but I was on my own and it's in a bit of a dodgy area, if I'm honest. Yeah. And I thought, no. Well, no, you can't ever. Um, in the world we live in today, you can't just don't know how there, people are going to react. No, no, no. Um, so I didn't. But I just have to say that, that I, I think it's sort of like, I think it's one of the worst environmental things. Yeah, it's you know, definitely up there. So bad for the environment. Yeah. I could go on anyway. Yeah, it is. It's like it's like yeah, stuff the planet, but at least my vegetables are okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but there's alternatives. Yeah. It's not necessary. No. This is the thing. No. It's completely not necessary. Yeah. So anyway, yes. So what we dug in was completely peat-free. Yes. Yeah. So what did we plant? That's what we well, just got to. Well, what I wanted was kind of like a sort of mini version of ultimately what I would want in a bigger, a bigger garden. Yeah. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to get what I would what I would want, but obviously less of them. Yeah. And not, you know, I've got to think about the size that they're going to grow to as well. That yeah. was a big consideration. Yeah. But the first thing I started off with, because it's been my like gardening dream to have loads of these in my garden, is I ordered a David Austin rose. Oh my goodness. So it took me ages to decide which one. And in the end, I went for Roald Dahl. Yeah. It's the most beautiful rose. It is very nice. It's a peach color, obviously named because of James and the Giant Peach, I would imagine. Right. So that was the first thing that I ordered and the first thing that we planted, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that was kind of about a bit of a, maybe five weeks ago yeah. that was planted yeah. and you know it's doing so well yeah. and it's it's still flowering and it had flowers on when it arrived yeah. and it seems to have settled really well and so I put that one in and then of course I wanted another <laughs> so <laughs> so I went and ordered another which is really naughty and I got a pink one this time it's called England's Rose put that one in and it's a different kind of sort of rose yeah the, the i like leaves, england's rose more yeah the leaves are a different shade of green and it's a bit of a different shape to roald dahl it's the it's the flowers that i like the flowers are slightly different as well they seem to be very again. full of petals yeah but the roald dahl is as well but um, they seem to be more traditionally shaped 
the Roald Dahl to me. No, I don't think it is. Right. It's I deliber- I can't I couldn't tell you the The, the Roald Dahl one in my mind's eye is more one. a sort of perfect rose. That England's rose surprised me more. Right. Well, the England's rose did have flowers on and it it did have some it has flowered for a little bit. Yeah. There's none on there now. I, I mean I've been deadheading, but there's none on there now. But we are into mid-September. Yeah. So I would say that's fairly normal. Yeah. But again, it seems to have settled okay. Yeah. And then we went on from there, didn't we? We went to the garden centre, which we did used to have a garden centre really close, didn't we? Yes, but now it's and becoming clo- it's closed. a static caravan. <laughs> oh gosh, how random is that? <laughs> and I actually looked up garden centres <laughs> near us and really, apart from B&Q, which, which is you can't awful. class as a garden centre. We, we've been. We've been. We looked. <laughs> We've been to B&Q several times for oh, gravel yes, yes. because we needed lots of bags of gravel to make everything look tidy and beautiful down the edge of the path. But no, if you want plants, don't go to B&Q. B&Q, if you're not in this country, is like a DIY shop. I think it is owned by a chain from America. Oh, and I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. Anyway. So there is another garden centre, a plant centre. Yeah, it's a proper, yeah. proper plant centre. And it's, a, it's maybe 15 minute drive from home, so it's not that far, but no. it's annoying when we had a really nice garden centre and that's closed. And I remember I, we went there years ago when we were we initially doing the garden, when we first moved into this house. Yeah. And I remember we were walking around and the owner of the old two own, owners ago, it, it was a man called Sir John Hall. He used to own Newcastle United. Right. He was in there. Was he? Buying flowers, yeah. Gosh, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do. And I told you. Right. It's like, oh my goodness. Oh, that's John Hall. 16 years ago. Yes. So I had a kind of idea on what I wanted. I wanted sort of typical English English cottage, sort of garden flowers, if you like. Yeah. But I, I did want perennials, really, primarily. Yeah. I think they're all perennials or shrubs that I got. Yeah. Because I wanted I wanted it to come back year after year, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to just plant a load of annuals. No. So yeah, we went and we got we got quite a bit that first time, didn't we? Yes. And what did I get? What did we get? And I'll see if I can remember. I know you wanted a lily of the valley and they didn't have any. They didn't have any lily of the valley and I've subsequently tried to find some sort of online and then I changed my mind about ordering online because I didn't have any sort of recommendation or anything. No. I did look at Sarah Raven because I know people really like Sarah Raven. Yeah. But it's very expensive. Yeah. You know, it was very, very expensive so I kind of dismissed that. Yeah. Not having, again, you know, got a recommendation. No. So I just chose things that I thought would, would work. At all times we've used, we've been using the Jeff Hamilton books that you've oh, got. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we've also been, obviously, looking very closely at the type of setting they're in, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I've got several old Jeff Hamilton gardening books because they're just the best. I find that they're the best, yeah. to be honest. And I just, I really like his sort of traditional approach. And he was one of the first gardeners, I think, to talk about the sort of eco side of things. Yeah. Um, which I think is brilliant because it's some years ago. Yeah. 
So we've got several things. I've got a beautiful verbena, actually. Right. That's the purple one in front of Roald Dahl. Yeah. And it looks gorgeous. It's done really well. So verbena, oh, it's just such a beautiful purple. Yeah. And it's, it's right in front of Roald Dahl, which is peach. Yeah. And the two together just look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. That one seems to be very happy. I've got, we've got a heuchera, yeah. which does not look happy. That's the only one at the moment that doesn't look very happy. No. And it's a, it's called heuchera marmalade. Really pretty coloured leaves and the flowers are lovely too, but it just doesn't look very happy, but we've left it. Yeah. I've just said, let's just leave it. You never know, you know, we'll just see. Yeah. There's a Christmas rose, yeah. which is a hellebore. That's the one that's been eaten a bit by something. Yeah. There's only one plant we've put in that's had a bit of sort of snail or slug attack, and that's the hellebore. I don't know if that's typical, but what... So what we did, I said to Dan, I'm sure I remember reading somewhere that a good slug deterrent and snail deterrent is to put used coffee grounds around the base of it. So I said to Dano, next time you have a coffee, will you just do that? So he did. And that does seem to have stopped them. Yeah, it seems to have worked. Yeah. I was just calling up the list. That's because I suddenly thought. Well, but... I was writing it in. I started a oh, little yeah. gardening journal and I was writing them all down yesterday. Because I wanted to keep a note of everything that we've planted and how it, how it does. We definitely got a... Euronymous or Euronymous? Yes. Or, yeah. That's like a little shrub. It's a variegated one, so it's um, it's evergreen. I wanted some things that were evergreen, so it didn't look completely bare in the winter. Yeah. And that one's like um, sort of like a yellowish green and a green variegated. Yeah. And it does have white flowers in the spring, so that'll be nice. Did we get a skimmier? No, we didn't right. get a skimmier in the end. I didn't don't think I really like them. We've got a potentilla. Right. That's the yellow one. Bryony chose that. It's really pretty. That seems to be settled okay. Yeah. And then the one that I like kind of, not the most, but I think will be a really good plant. It's called, yes, I remembered. It's a, a pittosporum. Right. Again, it's an evergreen shrub, but its leaves are kind of a bit, sort of wavy at the edges yeah. it's really pretty yeah. and in the i think it's spring and early summer it has these beautiful like deep purple flowers yeah. that apparently smell like honey and when i was looking up details yesterday when i was making those it said it makes a great hedge yeah. so i've remembered that and i've made a note of that because i can imagine a hedge of this i think it would be beautiful and one of my sort of dreams is to have a, a little vegetable patch, but I do want it sort of screened off from the rest of the garden yeah. with ideally a hedge rather than a fence. Yeah. So I made a note of that. And that's doing really well. I was trying to think, oh, and then I can't remember the name of this one, sadly, but it's like, there's teeny tiny little daisy sort of flowers that start off white and then turn pale pink. Yeah. So lots of really, you know, a mixture, like I say, of shrubs and perennials. Yeah. So fingers crossed, they all do well. 
I think in the short amount of time that we've been doing it, what I've learned is that the thing that I feared always with gardening was how would I understand what was right and what wasn't yeah. right? And I think that so far what, and when I say that, I'm sort of thinking more about, I was always sort of fearful that I'd be down the garden, <laughs> you know, looking at a bed and I'd be yeah. like thinking, oh, should I weed that or shouldn't I? Yeah. And I know that sounds idiotic to someone no. who actually knows a little bit, because the thing that I've learned in this short amount of time is, if you're there at the birth of the garden, yeah. if you understand what is where and what everything looks like, then you'd have to be pretty crazy to not spot yeah, what a weed isn't yeah. what a weed isn't. Yeah, I think it's different if you go into an established garden yeah, yeah. and it hasn't been looked after. Yeah. I think that was a different kettle of fish altogether. Definitely. But from our point of view, because we were starting from a blank piece of soil, yes. it has been quite easy and one of my favourite things to do actually is to go out and I was deadheading the roses and just you know keeping the weeds at bay there's not really been that many because we've i've been going out every few days yeah it's not an arduous task but i really enjoy it yeah and i really enjoy the the, the other thing that i've learned which again is obvious to anyone who who has gardened but i didn't know that this would be the case i sort of hoped it would be the case but it's like so like <laughs> It's beyond relaxing. It like yeah. centers you. It sort does. Of it, it's spiritually, very, it's if you very like. grounding. Yes, that's what it is. Very it's grounding. grounding, and I feel like if I, I was ever feeling, you know, really, well, I feel like this all the time. So it clearly ha is helping. But you know, if you were feeling you've had a bad day, long, stressful, whatever, if you or, just went or out Ill. And, or ill. Yeah. You know, just go out into your garden for 20 minutes, stick your earbuds in, put some nice music on, and just... Or if you're lucky enough to live in the middle of nowhere. You don't need to do that. <laughs> you could just go that. out and listen to the birds, yes, which yes. would be lovely, wouldn't yes. it? And one, one thing we have had to get, actually, quite quickly, is a deterrent against cats. Yeah. Because... Uh, what, what was so strange was, I always thought that... I thought that cats went for things like gravel. No, but no, I mean, not. I, no, no, no. I mean, I've, I've had cats. Me too. But, yeah, and you, and we've, we've both had pets all my life. I grew up with dogs, and so did Dan. And then from being about twenty-one to about fifteen years ago, I always had cats. Um, but we haven't since then, for lots of reasons. But anyway, but. A few days after we'd done all this planting and, you know, put all this effort and work into it, I was looked out of the, the kitchen window of yeah. an evening and yeah. there's a cat digging yeah. in my newly planted yeah. border, yeah. ready to do its business well. So <laughs> I went out quickly and shooed it away just yeah. by sort of clapping my hands and yeah, yeah. shooing it. But then it just sat on the top of the fence staring, staring at me. Yeah, yeah. So I stood there for a bit, trying to sort of verbally shoo it away, and it didn't move. No. I thought, right, what can I do? So I just got a little jug of water and kind of threw the water towards the cat. It didn't actually touch the cat at all, but it was enough to make it scarper away. 
But it still sat sort of two fences away staring at the garden. I said to Dan, right, we've got to do something about this. So you looked into it, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. I went online and because I, I knew about these uh, deterrents for dogs and cats. Yeah. Where it's, it's that high-pitched thing. Yeah. But with, with the cats, it's a mixture of that and like a clicking. Yeah. Which they really, really don't like. And also as well, uh, th th there's like a light on this thing too. Yeah, which, which is really cool, and it's solar, which is really cool. It's solar powered. Yeah. So, so it's this little solar powered thing, and it's been great it ever since. It has been great. Yeah, it, you can't really see it. It's like dark green in colour. I stuck it behind. And you just spike it into the ground. Yes, and it, it, it works 360 degrees. Yeah, so we just put it behind one of the plants so that you can't really see it. No. But so far, touch wood, we've not had any problems since we did that. No, which is really great. A friend did recommend to me this kind of matting that you can put down. But there's no has, one we could have put no, it. No, <laughs> our garden's just not big enough. It's like a matting and you sort of lay it down and things grow through it. But it's got these kind of plastic spikes that are not pointy, if you know what I mean. And it, you know, it just makes it impossible for animals to walk on it. But we've just not got the space, unfortunately. Well, no, we'd have had to have uh, put it on the fence. Yeah. Because they're I mean, coming in off the fence straight into the garden. They do. Yeah, yeah they do. So. so this has done this has done the job, and are you there? It's so far. Yeah. Well, and actually, just by sticking something in the corner of the garden, that's a lot easier than. Yeah, yeah. You know, having to install specific. And you, it does. You, when you walk past it, you can hear like this tiny little noise but it's really nothing it's really low it's just a click and i don't really hear it and dan can't hear it at all because we both we both suffer from tinnitus for one reason and another yeah Kay's um, was uh, from clubbing uh, mine was from <laughs> chemotherapy yeah mine was a more fun reason yes, yes. <laughs> i wish i'd got mine from clubbing you'd think actually that because drummers suffer yeah, with tinnitus, but you, you always wore earbuds. I did. You, I, I was very sore. I should have done that in the disco, shouldn't I? Because yeah, you didn't do it for very long, did you? I didn't. No, I only went for like I don't know, a year and a half or something. I blame them people. When I was like nineteen. It'd be cool if we knew the exact song. M people. No, no, no. I, I did I, used to listen to M people. I know, I know. So it might be an M people song. There was loads of songs yeah, that I know, I make know. me think of my. Isabella's nightclubbing days in Sheffield. If you're from Sheffield, from the 80s, you might remember Isabella's. It's a great nightclub. Long gone, unfortunately. Anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for our nightclubs podcast. Which wouldn't last very long. <laughs> I've just told you. <laughs> That's it. And I only went in one, one nightclub ever in my yeah, whole life. Yeah. And I only went in once. And. I met this girl and then we got married and she's here, <laughs> and she's here presenting this show. <laughs> so, <with yeah>. me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So yeah, I've never dared go in another nightclub. <laughs> but we already knew each other when we went in the nightclub. Yeah, we'd known each other for about six hours. About six before hours, we that is true. And you can go and listen to the full story. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it is, but it's sometime between one and eight of the Baker Bears radio show, yeah. which is quite a funny... Yeah. And, Oh, so romantic. It kind of was. 
Oh yes. You say that sarcastically. No, no, I was being serious. Right. I was being completely serious. But yeah, the the, the garden. What, what you've said many times that you didn't realise that I'd be quite so. No, no, I didn't think. I didn't think Dan would be interested at all. Um, but he's, you know, you've really surprised me with your enthusiasm. And you know, we've been doing some really rubbish things that. Yeah. Like ripping off the ivy, I yeah. cannot even tell you how horrendous that was. That was it's my fault, I planted it, you know, 16 years ago, thinking, ah, nice little plant to cover that bit of fence. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it is not a nice little plant. Well, you know, I, I think that it, it, quite often with things like this, it comes down to doing things together. Yeah, that's right. You know, the, the, these more menial, rubbishy jobs. Yeah. If you're doing it with someone else, then yeah. it feels a little bit more positive and yeah. you can also... And one thing I will say is I really do like... I'm, I'm quite a neat and tidy gardener. I like things to be really neat and tidy. And you think and I'm whilst, different? No, I don't think you're <laughs> different at all. Whilst probably one of my favourite things in the world is to see a wildflower meadow, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I would love a patch of wildflowers in one day. One day. Yeah. It would be contained, if you know what I mean. It would have its place yeah. within the garden. Yeah. Because I do really like neat and tidy. Yeah. You know, it, it calms my brain. You yeah. know, it keeps. I, I'm clean kind lines. of clean light. I'm kind of like that generally. Yeah. So it's bound to transfer, isn't it, into the garden, I suppose. Yeah. And I've always been the same. Yeah, too. so if I see a few weeds now, I'm like, right, okay, I'm going to go and get them. Well, that's the other thing. I think that, that's the thing that I've sort of learnt is, uh, and again, for anyone who's wanted to learn anything, it's an obvious one. But if you're in it often, doing little bits and pieces, yeah. then. It's it, not a huge job, then. It's, is it? it's not. And I think no matter how big things get, yes, we'll need to be in space is More, longer yeah but by staying on top of things we certainly don't want a massive garden no, no. but we just want a normal size one would be nice so all all in all i mean it's been it's a really been a great experience and we're really really glad that we've done it yeah i mean it, it, what it's done is it's uh, it's turned a space which granted we can't go out in it as much as we would maybe like yeah. but it doesn't matter because we can see it from yeah one side of the house constantly yeah and so that and it's makes the first, it worthwhile. Yeah, it's the first thing I do. You know, I come downstairs in the early hours and make make a cup of tea and I sort of peek out of the blinds, have a look at my garden. Yeah. <laughs> make sure everything's okay. Not had any cat attacks overnight. No, it's been a really surprising, positive, fun mm. and exciting experience. Cause yeah, and, I, you know, I would say to anyone, no matter what the size of your garden that it's really worth it's really worth doing if you've had the inclination at if any you've point, had the slight inclination i know yeah. some people are not bothered at all no it is slightly sad though i think when you know certainly in in the area where we are so many people have actually oh, God. Yeah, removed God. their grass yeah our, <coughs> our next door neighbors a couple of years ago i was i couldn't believe it i said to dan one day you won't believe what the neighbors are doing but it, it's it's two and of the neighbors isn't two it? of the neighbors two of our neighbors next door and next door but one have removed no their grass and they've put down fake grass and it honestly it takes oh, me my heart sinks it might take me seven minutes to, cut to mow the lawn honestly this patch of grass is so small 
And I just, and you know, they've both got small children, so they've obviously done it thinking it would be less trouble with the children. And basically their garden is like, if you, if you see a play area at the back of a nursery or a, a primary school, that's what their garden looks like. You know, it's, it's just a play area for the kids, which is understandable, but that doesn't mean it has to be all plastic, does it? No, you I know, think... That, to be honest, I think fake grass should be banned. And I did see something actually recently... I think, I do, you're laughing at me, but I really do. It'll be after Aaron Rodgers' injury. Oh, don't even, don't even go there. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we won't dwell on this at all, but it is like Greek tragedy. We've just watched a series of Hard Knocks mm -hmm. on the New We're York... We're watching the series. Well, it's I? finished now. Oh, is it finished Yeah, now? yeah. So we've watched this season of Hard Knocks and Aaron Rodgers is a, a very famous quarterback in American football and he's just moved to a new team mm -hmm. and it's all going to be amazing. And the whole team... Oh, it's like the white, white knight coming to save us. And literally in five minutes, yeah. less than five minutes, in, in a minute, yeah. he's, he's torn his ACL. No, he hasn't. He's snapped his Achilles. He snapped his Achilles and he's out. He's out for the whole year. And possibly, you know, that's a, that's a bad injury, especially for someone who's almost 40. Could be the end. Could be the end. He might not play again. I mean, he, he did He'd sound quite positive on that post. not even thrown a pass that was no. caught, has he, whatever yeah. you call that. Uh, uh, you know. A completion. A completion, yeah. thank you. Kay knows a lot more than she lets on. Yeah, I'll just forget, because I'm old. Don't oh, stop it. So, yes, our garden adventure is is exciting mm. and active and we're so looking forward to oh, and, what the future may bring. Bryony bought a tree, I forgot to say actually, I'm just looking at it now out, out the window. She wanted, a few years ago, right, we had this real Christmas tree and she refused for us to sort of recycle it afterwards and we said, right, we'll, we'll just put it in a pot in the garden and it sat in the garden for about six years and it was just dead, it was completely dead. But we eventually persuaded her we could get rid of it if we replaced it with a different tree in a pot. So when we were at the garden centre, she chose one. It's a really pretty conifer. It's just sort of fairly small. It's maybe about three feet high, the conifer, in a pot, really pretty. So she's got her tree back. So yes, our garden adventure is well and truly active and we can't wait to see what the future brings. Yeah. Because if things come to fruition, it's gonna be exciting. Mm. Oh yes. We shall see. We shall see. Now, speaking of exciting, you don't want to miss the next episode of the radio show because I will be giving you my full review of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, you don't want to miss it, everybody. You do not want to miss it. So without further ado, I shall say goodbye and we'll yeah. see you next time. I'm going to go and weed. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.